The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Well, I want to pass my classes, you might say, or I just want to survive this academic year. Or what about, I want the lady bears to make it to the final four. I want more parking spaces on campus. I want an iPad. I want a relationship like Jim and Pam. I want to vacation in or move to Pandora. I also want my mom to survive cancer. I want my grandpa to live long enough to see me graduate. I want my parents to get back together. I want this dark shadow around me to lift so that I can feel hope again. We all have a wide range of things we want, don't we? Which raises the question, if the Lord is our shepherd, which wants will be awarded and which wants won't? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. How many of you have seen the new Alice in Wonderland with Johnny Depp? You may remember that throughout her adventures in Wonderland, Alice is convinced that she's dreaming. And so she believes that she should be able to control what's happening. Even when the Bandersnatch, a great white beast with multiple rows of foaming teeth, is charging right at her, Alice tells herself she can't get hurt because it's only a dream. In fact, it's her dream, so she should be able to direct events as she pleases. But after a frightening encounter with the Bandersnatch and blood oozing out the battle wound on her arm, Alice's conviction that she can't get hurt is seriously challenged. Most of us have heard the 23rd Psalm before, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And perhaps in reading it, we fall down a rabbit hole and think we've landed in a dream where we can control our own fates. I shall not want. It sounds like we get everything we want, whether it be a parking space or Pandora Paradise. The verse seems to indicate that life will follow our wishes. Now, most of the time, we realize God is not a genie in a bottle who grants our every whim. But we know intuitively that when the psalmist says we won't lack anything, he didn't mean that every sheep is granted fame and fortune by the shepherd. But let's admit it. There are some requests we'd expect God to answer. We don't really expect to win the lottery just because we prayed for it, but God should protect us from certain tragedies, at least. The only problem is that sometimes we're left with seemingly unanswered prayers and blood oozing out of our own battle wounds, and our conviction that we can't get hurt, that God is our good shepherd who protects us, is seriously challenged. Like Alice, we're a little confused about what's going on. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. 
Some days we can recite it in peace. Some days it's difficult to even whisper a psalm like this one. It catches in our throats. But today, for just a brief segment of time, I invite you to confess what you may or may not feel. That the Lord is your shepherd. That the Lord is your shepherd, unlike anyone else. That he will ensure that you have what you need, even if God's notions of what you need are different from what you think you need. We'll return to the issue of bleeding wounds and unanswered prayers before this hour is over. But for now, whether you entered this place ready to meet with God or whether you entered this place angry at God, whether you're frustrated at God, apathetic towards God, or distrusting of God, there is room in this place and in this psalm for you. Space is opening for you to breathe deeply. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. May this time be like a green pasture, like a calm water, like a space for restoration. Welcome to chapel. Would you stand and sing these words with us, please?
catch your breath, to refresh, to rest. You may remember that I said we'd return to the issue of bleeding wounds. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Halfway through the poetic psalm, we learn that the person who penned the words, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want, that same person was walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Some scholars translate the shadow of death as a very deep shadow or a deep darkness. Some of you may not have faced death literally, but you do know what it's like to experience a very deep shadow. The psalmist himself is no stranger to pain. He bears his own deep darkness. He bears his own display of bloody battle wounds. Yet the psalmist is inspired to write these words about God's provision right as he is passing through the darkest valley. In a similar way, when the writer writer of It Is Well With My Soul wrote the lines to that hymn, his his four daughters had just died in a shipwreck. He was inspired to write the hymn as his ship passed over the waters where his daughters had drowned just days before. You see, whatever the psalmist meant when he wrote, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And whatever Horatio Spafford meant when he said, It is well, it is well with my soul, neither of them were misguided into thinking that life was a dream where all bad things would disappear. They both knew firsthand that it wasn't so. They knew tragically that it wasn't so. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. In Psalm 23, God's provision occurs not among friends, 
but in the presence of enemies. The psalmist is proclaiming even when the world is dark, there is nothing to fear. Even when enemies are closing in, even then you can expect God's lavish provision. That's a bold statement. And it's not made lightly by a daydreamer with his head in the clouds. No, he's down in a valley where the shadows are dark and the suffocating stench of death is in the air. He's not promising a dreamland where all his wishes will come true. No, the enemies are still present while his cup is overflowing with abundance. This is a promise of God's lavish provision right smack in the middle of a place of emptiness and forsakenness. I don't know if you've ever been in a place of shadows, darkness, or emptiness, or if you've ever had any real enemies. Your enemy may be an impending family crisis, or it may be your upcoming chemistry final, The psalmist doesn't specify the details of his dark valley, and he doesn't list his enemies by name. So my hunch is that the image of a dark valley is wide enough to encompass all that ails us, threatens us, smothers us, strains us, and bewilders us. We're not promised immunity from any of it, but we have a shepherd to guide us through it. And what exactly will he provide along the journey through the valley? Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
as our chapel comes to a close, I would ask that you would stand with me. And we will uh, say together this responsive reading, taken from Psalm 23. And as always, I will read the words in gray and you will respond in bold. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. You let me lie down in green pastures and lead me beside still waters where you restore my soul. You guide me along the right paths for you are true to your name. For you, Lord, are my shepherd. I have everything I need. Even when I walk through the darkest valley that feels like death, I fear no harm because you are at my side. Your rod and staff are a comfort to my soul because you, Lord, are my shepherd. And I have everything. You spread out a table for me in the face of my enemies and you anoint my head with oil and my cup spills over. For you, Lord, are my shepherd. And I have everything. Surely your goodness and unfailing kindness will follow me all of my days. I will make a lifelong home in your house because you, Lord, are my shepherd. And I have everything I need. Would you sing the chorus of this familiar hymn before we leave? 